One of the most important things that you can do for your product is have a great name. As some of you may know, I'm on the board of a technology startup, and we are in the process of coming up with a name for one of the services that we are going to be offering. I thought it might be useful to very quickly run through a technique that you can use for naming your products, your services, your company. This technique is simple, but yet naming this product or service or company is extremely, extremely difficult. So this adds just a little bit of simplicity to that. What you're going to want to do is find words that you can use to relate or explain whatever it is that your product company does. Ideally, what you want to do is find a word that the second to last letter is a vowel. You then are going to look for words that start with that vowel and the last letter. As a perfect example of this, there is a company that utilized this exact strategy and that company is Pinterest, right? So you have pins, you're pinning your favorite things from the internet to this board, you have P-I-N, and then you have interest, which starts with I-N, when you put it together, you get Pinterest. And that perfectly describes what Pinterest is and what it does. So this is really, really compelling when you are trying to explain some type of a new process, a new service, a complicated topic to someone, if you can combine these two words that explain what it is that you're doing, it creates a completely, completely different type of experience for that new user. They'll be able to understand very, very quickly what it is that your product does and what the benefit is to them. So I hope that is useful if you're going through any naming exercises. On Invest in Square Feet, we unlock the secrets of wealthy entrepreneurship. I'm Matt Shields, and my mission is to help business owners just like you protect your wealth so that you can invest passively into multifamily real estate opportunities. Today, we're going to be talking to one of the largest acupuncture clinic founders in the country. This particular founder has generated a social media following that reaches millions of people. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the benefits of acupuncture and what you can use it for. But then we're going to dive into how he generated so many followers on the various different platforms and what that actually means to his business. Jimmy Yen has been very, very transparent with us and allowing us to be able to see into his business a little bit and again, understand what it is that he is doing to be able to generate such amazing, amazing results. So acupuncture has a, I would say, kind of a bad connotation that is an energy medicine. It's not an energy medicine. It's actually physical bones, blood, you know, nerves and so forth. I like to explain how acupuncture works. Acupuncture basically stimulates your nervous system to help regulate your blood circulation. But the end result, and this is the beauty of acupuncture, it can restore function. I like to say, I'm not even in the business of restoring function. I'm in the business of restoring happiness. 
Mm-hmm. Because when someone regains their function to do things, to do the things they love, guess what? Their happiness comes with it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. So you're finding, I kind of was going down the energy path too, because I, you know, are, <laughs> there, are, there, are there like points in your body that you use to be able to stimulate like other areas? Like, I guess maybe yeah. those are nerves that you're, that you're putting it in. Exactly. So the actual acupuncture pins, they're not even really needles, right? Mm-hmm. When you say needles, people think of injection needles. Yeah, right. right. If they're actually little pins, very painless. They do stimulate the peripheral nerves, the little nerves, right? Okay. And that sends a message to your brain. So let me give you a, a really simple example. Let's say you're, you have a hot stove and you use your finger and you touch that hot stove. What happens? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you remove your finger from that stove, right? Right. right. So what happened in that one millisecond? Well, the hot stove sent a stimulus to your finger. That stimulus sent a message all the way to your brain. Your brain received the message and said, oh, that's too hot. So then it sent a message back down your arm to your muscles in your arm to pull back your hand. Yeah. Right. Acupuncture does the exact same thing. We send a stimulus to your brain to tell your brain, hey, Mr. Brain, you were supposed to move blood to the liver. You were supposed to move blood to the kidneys. You were supposed to move blood to the lower back, the neck, the head, and so forth. So it's through the nervous system that acupuncture helps regulate the body's blood circulation. Got it. Got it. And when you're when you're going through and determining where to place the the pins, yes. What does that look like? How do you determine? Like you know, somebody has back pain. They're complaining of back pain. Yeah. Is there is there a I guess a diagnosis or a, a you know way that you can tell like okay yeah this is what's wrong so we need to stick the pins here is that kind of yeah. how it works yes it's just like any type of medical diagnosis you find out what's the root and the beauty of our body our bodies were built beautifully right mm-hmm. uh, I say perfectly by God we just messed it up okay mm-hmm. and so we have like these the nerves they combine together they form like a web called plexus or they form these little nodes called nodes. And those specific nodes actually are more, you can say, energetic or more, they send a bigger message. They scream, you know, louder than the little nerves and maybe somewhere else. And so when you stick the acupuncture needle, little pins in those specific nodes that sends a louder message, then it creates a faster response. So we have memorized, going to school, we memorize the locations of all of those. And so when someone comes in for a migraine, then we know, okay, what's, well, first we diagnose what caused it. Okay, now we know what caused it. Usually migraines are caused by the neck. And so now we know to send blood specifically to the neck, right? There's millions of techniques, right? Mm-hmm. And the technique that we use, actually I created myself. Really? As, yeah, the, the techniques we learn in school, they produce results, but I say about 50% results. Okay. The technique I created produced about 90% results. Wow, wow. So when I stick, when we stick a pen, we don't ever stick it in the site of the problem. So let's say you have a migraine and it's coming from your neck. We don't ever stick it in your neck. We actually stick it in your arms, your legs, because those, those areas actually send a, a bigger message to the brain. Say, hey, I fixed this. Yeah, interesting. And is there a connection then between the hand, like the example you just gave that yes. the, the pain in the neck, there's connections in the hands or legs or wherever? Yeah, hopefully your body's all connected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it isn't, that's a big problem. Yeah, get bigger problems than acupuncture. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that nerve then that you're using then is is basically connected to that 
you know, to the other area. And then, yes. you know, so you're basically just telling the brain to, you know, fix this whole nerve area. Exactly. That, that That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's that simple. It's very that simple. Just that interesting. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. What types of ailments are you able to impact with acupuncture? So a lot. Acupuncture can be used for many different things. In my clinic, we specialize in three main things. One is neurological conditions, which means whatever you would go to a neurologist for, like neuropathy, Bell's palsy, trigeminal neuralgia, migraines, insomnia, right? So neurology, that's our biggest uh, specialty. The second one is chronic pain. So pain anywhere, we can possibly help, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third one is we call supportive cancer care. Cancer is on the rise. People are getting chemotherapy, radiation, right? And it's killing them. Yes, it's, a lot of it's killing the cancer, but it's also killing the human being, right? Yeah. And so we help when people go through that transition of those treatments, we help them recover faster. Interesting. Where would you place the pin to basically recover the whole body like that? Because I mean, obviously that's, I'm assuming that's the entire body that's being impacted by that, right? Or is there yeah. certain focuses that... Yeah, that great question. So when you get, radiation is more localized, right? So okay. if you have tongue cancer, they're going to radiate your neck. So that's easy. We're just direct more blood circulation to your neck. But if you get chemotherapy, it's going through your whole blood system, right? And so what we do is we identify what is the weak spots, which organs are actually weaker right now. We go help the weaker ones. Yes, the whole body is affected, but we identify which is the weakest one and we go help move blood to that organ to help nourish it. Interesting. And how do you determine which of the organs is weaker? Because obviously that's something that, you know, people can't say like, you know, yeah, yeah my yeah. liver seems weak today, right? You know, <laughs> exactly. so how, how do you determine that? That's a great question. So we use uh, two techniques or two systems, right? One is something that I also created. It's called functional pulse diagnosis. So 3,000 years ago, they found people were super intelligent back then. They found that different that anymore though, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore no. we, we, we've been dumbed down by technology. Yeah. <laughs> the more technology improves, the more stupider we get. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so 3,000 years ago, they discovered that different sections of your radial pulse actually corresponds to different organs in your body. And wow. There's blood flowing in your pulse, right? By filling your pulse, when we fill your pulse, we can detect how the blood circulation is going to every single organ. And that's oh. how we identify from a Chinese medicine perspective, which organs aren't getting nourished as much. But we also combine that with Western medicine. So Western medicine has labs, right? You can, you can get the blood and you can look at the labs. That also gives us clues. So we use com the combination of both to determine which organ is the organ that needs to help the most right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I've seen acupuncture techniques that you use like electrical energy to stimulate things too. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that something? That's electricity. It's okay. electricity. Yeah. I mean, does that give you a, a bigger, a bigger bang for the buck then basically, or, or what's the purpose of the electricity? Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. So we basically put some jumper cables on the needles and we plug yeah. you in the wall. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. Okay. So basically yeah, there's electric current, right? And there's different types of electric current. The electric current that we use in our clinic is called microcurrent. It's almost unperceivable by the human, but it's basically electricity we're attaching to the needles to send a bigger signal, right? Either a bigger signal or just a different message to the brain, right? So that it does help in certain situations. 
Got it. Got it. So it's not like uh, I'm kind of picturing like the, I don't know if you've ever seen like those ab quote unquote yeah, shots, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah, shot, yeah, you know, yeah, it contracts yeah, yeah, your yeah. muscles. Like there's yeah. no, there's no contraction or anything like that. It's not that strong or is there a little bit of that? It depends on who does it and who you're going to. Because those ab things, right, that you, that you see, I have a, actually one of those in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the abs, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's because the thing's in the closet. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, those things, uh, depends. those are called TENS units. So okay. TENS units are stronger. It's a stronger electricity. If you attach that to the needles, then yeah, your hand will go like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Got it, got it. it so it depends it, on who uses it. Yeah, so it's just, just much lower much lower intensity uh, yeah, frequency. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. So you have a very large clinic in Austin, yes. correct? Yeah. What was the, I mean, obviously, you know, that's kind of the base of your, your practice, but what made you want to grow to be the, the largest acupuncture practitioner, you know, in the area? I mean, what, what was the drive there? Yeah, that's a great question. So my intention was not to have the largest initially, right? My intention is, and besides results, so obviously our clinic gets one of the best results. I personally, you know, I'm prejudiced. I think we get the best. And so my first intention was to be able to help as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. We get the best results in the shortest amount of time. So everything that I did, I learned was focused on that goal. And then just magically, guess what? When you can do that, you just naturally become the largest acupuncture clinic in the city of Austin, mm -hmm. Texas. Yeah. So that with that, you know, it's like, you know, the Spider-Man movie with great power becomes great responsibility. Right. And then one of my mentors told me now that you've identified how to do it better than anybody else, you have that responsibility. Now you need to be sharing that with everybody, not just in your little suburb of Austin. Right. You need to spread it to the different cities and the different states, the whole country and so forth. And so that really hit a nerve with me. And that's why, you know, my goal is to build six clinics in Austin and we're going to open our second one pretty soon in a couple of, in a couple of months. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And are these other satellite locations, are they going to be as large, not as large? Are they, you know, again, just purpose of them is just to get that footprint out farther, I, I assume? Yeah. yeah. The purpose of it is just so that because right now we have patients that are driving an hour one way to come to us and you know, traffic, I don't know if you've heard, but like Austin's yeah, it's been blown up. Yeah. Like yeah. Everybody from California has moved to Austin for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, and so, you know, traffic is terrible. Take the double the time. And so it's like, it stresses people out just driving one hour to come to our clinic. Right. So that's why I was like, man, I need to make a clinic. I need to build a clinic that's closer to them because with all that stress, it doesn't help their treatments and it doesn't help their disorder. And yeah. so by creating you know, I, I determined six clinics would allow anybody in Austin to receive our type of care and only drive about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you've obviously, you know, you have the, the large clinic, you've obviously, you know, developed systems and been able to scale, you know, that one facility. Yeah. What kind of thoughts are going through your head about doing the same thing at, you know, another location, another distant facility. And I, the reason why I ask this is because a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they, they feel like, okay, I've got this, I've got this mastered, right. And whatever that means for them, you know, maybe yeah. they've got a large store or a large area, you know, they've got everything kind of contained and then they go out and they open up another, 
another location and they can't do both at the same time. So yeah. what types of thoughts you know, have gone through your head and planning have you gone through to to be able to you know ensure that other one as successful as the current location? Yeah, yeah, great question. So I put a lot of thought into it and that's actually how I built my practice. I created what I call a automated practice. So I had that intention in mind. And so what that means is like right now, I currently, even though I'm the owner and I'm, I am an acupuncturist, I don't treat any of our patients, right? And because I've been able to phase out and really now I solely work on my business. I don't work in my business. Mm -hmm. And so I have four other uh, acupuncturists that treat all of our patients in my clinic. And I have teams that help manage it, right? And so I have what I call automated systems, which means they are easily duplicatable. I could take you. I could train you to do my acupuncture technique in 30 minutes and you would be able to produce phenomenal results. That's yeah. how simple, because in order to duplicate something, it has to be simple. The more yeah. complex the system is, the more it's not duplicatable. Yeah, yeah. So I knew I needed duplicatable systems, duplicatable systems in management, duplicatable systems in treatment as well. So, you know, I knew early on that I needed automated systems, which include management, automated management systems, automated training systems, automated hiring systems, marketing systems, and treatment systems. Because only when it's automated can it be duplicatable, and that's how I can expand. So that's why I'm ready to be able to expand to multiple clinics. Yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. And I think that that's, uh, that's a step that a lot of people don't necessarily take. You know, they, they feel like, I've done it here, right? And yeah. you know, they don't do that planning. They don't do that, you know, that structure. Talk a little bit about what that looked like for you. Like you said, you could take me and train me in 30 minutes yeah. on how to, how to do acupuncture. Like I'm assuming you've got, you know, standard operating procedures and, and all of that all, all set up already. Is that right? Yes. We have majority, not 100%, but I would say in 90% of all of our processes documented. And so what I mean by taking you is acupuncture is very complex. Okay. I'm really simplifying it. Right. Because that is, I, I would say my superpower. So talking about Spider-Man, I have a superpower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My superpower is the ability to take very complex things and simplify it, simplify it to where anybody off the street can implement it. Mm -hmm. And so I've spent years simplifying acupuncture. So I made it so simple that literally I could teach you how to do that. If you had a license right now, I could teach you how to do my technique in 30 minutes, and you would instantly be able to produce results. That's really, that's really, really interesting. So when you're going through that process and breaking it down, and again, this is, this is such an important topic that I think myself, I, you know, I struggle with this sometimes too. Like you feel like, okay, I understand this. Everybody else is going to understand it. But then you see that maybe not everybody else is understanding this. So then, mm -hmm. you know, you got to keep simplifying it. Do you have any I guess, rules of thumb or, or, you know, best practices to say, okay, you know, this is a simplified or this is going in the right direction. You know, any, any thoughts come to mind on how to, you know, how to distill it down into that, yeah. that granular or, you know, that easy explainable process? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I would say growing up, I consider myself, I wasn't too intelligent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if it was hard for me to, to, to learn, I'm not learning it. So if it's hard for me to learn, I know it's going to be hard for other people to learn. So using myself as a test case, that's what I did. I went out and sought the best acupuncturists in the world and I learned their systems and I see which one was the easiest one to learn that still produced results, right? And it just so happened, just like it's just in business. 
it's funny, the most effective whatever system just always happens to be the simplest one, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It always works out that way. So that's the same with acupuncture techniques. And so to, to answer your question, number one, I use myself as a test case. Number two, I started using my associates. When I didn't have associates, I was talking to other acupuncturists. I was like, hey, and discuss, try this. Yeah. See if, you know, and I would see, okay, could they duplicate my result quickly, right? And then through that trial and error, I fine-tuned my acupuncture technique. Yeah. So those are the two things that I personally did to find that simplification. Love it, love it. And your your deliverable, is it like written instructions, you know, first do this, second do this, third do that? Is that basically, you know, how it's all broken down? Yes. So when it comes to simplification is one thing. Automation is a totally different thing. Yeah. Automation basically means it's even more, it's just like removing the human component. Like now I can put you in front of a computer and which I've created training, step-by-step training. And the computer can now teach you how to do acupuncture, right? I don't even need to be involved anymore. Yeah. That's the beauty of automation. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So that obviously then that, that allows people to be able to go back and review things too, you know, whenever they need, you know, I can't remember how to do this. So I'll, I'll shoot back over to that, you know, that section there. So yeah, that's really, that's really, really smart. How about your, and I don't want you to give away any, any of the, the marketing secrets or anything, but when you open up a new location, um, how are you going to scale that? Or do you already have the scale? Do you feel like you've got enough clients that you can pretty well just tell them about this, this new location. What does that look like yeah. for you? Yeah, great question. So first of all, one of my uh, core values is transparency. You can ask me anything. I don't mind sharing secrets, right? right. So that's one thing, it's transparency. The other thing is that typically when people hear the secrets, they don't act upon it either. I completely uh, agree, completely it's, agree. It's just, you know, so that's why I like, okay, let's, let's just be transparent. Uh, don't be afraid that other people are gonna steal your stuff, right? Yeah. So in regards to the market, the answer your question, so one thing that I have done also is completely different. And I would say not to get off too much of the topic, but one of the keys to my success is, uh, I don't even know what the term is, but it's, I learned it from Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says, you know, when people are scared, you need to be brave. When people are brave, you need to be scared. So what does that mean? Just be, do the opposite of the norm. So I looked at the norm of my profession and I did the complete opposite. And that's how I built my practice. And that's how I, it's, it's number one. Yeah. And so with marketing, same thing. Everybody's afraid of social media, right? And everybody's wanting to go social media and wanting to do advertising. They want to pay for it, right? Um, and I've done all of that. I've made all the mistakes. But what I finally found is now I spend zero dollars on marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. And we get the most new patients in any clinic than any clinic here in Austin, right? And so I found a way to use social media organically to generate leads. And so 40% of our new patients are through my social media. The other about close to, actually, I would say more 45. The other 45 to 50% is from uh, referrals. Okay. Because we, that's another key to our business. Now, when I'm saying referrals, I'm not saying once in a while. Like every week we get referrals Mm -hmm. because we provide a five-star experience. Yeah. But in social media, that's the main way that we are attracting a lot of attention because COVID made social media super important. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I can imagine too that with acupuncture, it's, and I say this, it's a, 
not novelty. It, it's different, right? Like everybody's, everybody yeah. would say like, I don't feel good. I'm going to the doctor, right? But, you know, I've got this ailment. I'm going to acupuncture. It, there's curiosity there. It, it always generates that. So that starts people talking and, hey, I should go try that. Where'd you go? And, and you know, so you, you probably get a lot of, you know, referrals and buzz that's being generated just because of that. So I love it. I love it. Are there any things that acupuncture, I mean, this is going to be a big question, but common things that people think that acupuncture can help with, but it commonly, you know, doesn't work. What are some of those types of things? Anything that is come to mind? I've never been asked that question. That is a great (laughs) question. That is a great question. What people think can work, but it doesn't. Well, I would say one thing that comes to mind is let's just take pain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pain goes both ways. Most people know acupuncture and will go, if they have pain, they know to go to acupuncture. But what they think that acupuncture, if they have like a herniated disc or they have some structural problems in their spine, mm-hmm. acupuncture is not going to fix that. Because remember, acupuncture only moves blood to the area. It doesn't push things back in place, right? The little disc, I call it jelly donut. It doesn't push your donut back in, okay? Your donut is squeezed out, the jelly's out, it's gone, okay? And so that is, I would say, the things that I would say people are hoping that it works. Right. Yeah. They want to avoid surgery. Right. Yeah. Are there things that you should look for? Right. You know, we don't live in Austin and you you haven't built other facilities, you know, in every city yet. So not yet. Exactly. So for now, are there any things that we should be looking for, you know, in a good acupuncturist, um, you know, if we're looking for a local, a local facility? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So one thing I did because we get that question all the time, right? Because through social media, I've got 1 million followers on TikTok, uh, close to half a million on Instagram. Yeah, the TikTok, yeah. yeah, we get all these questions all the time. We, we increased our email list about by 4,000 just the past month. Wow. So, so we created a site called acupuncturenearme.org. And it's a list of acupuncturists that either I have trained myself, right? or it's acupuncturists that I've met that I trust their values. So first people can go onto that website, acupuncturenearme.org and see if we have a verified acupuncturist. If not, then what I would recommend is this. You're going to an acupuncturist, right? In most states, it's not covered by the insurance, right? So you're gonna have to pay out of pocket. So what's the most thing you're concerned about? Results. So the key thing is asking them, asking them about the results, right? Do they have any, you know, testimonials? Like we have the most five-star Google reviews than pretty much than anybody in my state. We have a hundred. If you come into my clinic, I have a hallway. Instead of putting beautiful artwork, we put testimonials. Mm. We have a hallway of testimonials. You go to my YouTube page. I have over a hundred video testimonials of patients. So look for those signs. Like look, look for those clues. And that's how I would start looking. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot the, you're known as the, the TikTok acupuncturist, right? Or acupuncturist of TikTok, yeah. however, however yeah, which TikTok I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk a little bit about building your community there and, and what it's done for you. I mean, you got a, a heck of a following there. Yeah. So I've got 1 million followers. I only started TikTok last year of March. Wow. Yeah. So, and I don't strip, I don't do dances. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's following that. Warren Buffett principle, do the opposite. Very few, I don't know if many acupuncturists were on TikTok at that time. So I did the opposite. I did what people don't want to do. And 
you'd be surprised, right? People think that it's only little kids that are on TikTok. If you look at my analytics, it shows that my top followers, the age range is between 50 to 70, I think. Those no baby boomers are on TikTok. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. How much traffic would you say? I don't know if you have this metric, but how much traffic would you say TikTok is generating for you? Uh, Now, in regards to directly to my practice, I would say it gets me consistent new patients every week. You know, I would say probably three to four, right? New patients. Yep. In regards to traffic to like, um, I'm starting, because of this, I'm starting an online business that we get like quite a bit. Like I said, we got 4,000 email subscribers and we get at least three to four new subs on our email list every day. Wow. That's great. I just need to figure out how to monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What is the online program going to entail? The online program right now, it hasn't, I mean, we, we started it with an online store. So basically, you know, selling supplements that we use in our clinic that we know gets results, right? So that's the first step. Then we're going to have some educational programs. But on my TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, what I do is already provide value. I provide what I call biohacking tips, right? Love so it. if anybody wants to follow me, it's at Achieve Integrative Health, at Achieve Integrative Health on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube you will see my biohacking tips. And biohacking tips can help you get like instant relief. If you have some type of pain or some ailment, it can get you some temporary relief quickly in seconds. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a big biohacking fan myself. So all kinds of things I've read and done over the years and, and all that. So love it. Love it. You got to uh, follow me then. Yeah. I love when people have Jimmy's type of mentality right? A lot of people will say, oh, I can't share that information with you or that's proprietary. But Jimmy has a completely different mindset. He knows and understands that just because you share something doesn't mean that you're going to have a million people run out and compete with you. So Jimmy explained to us that he dives right into these different platforms and has developed his own voice and developed his own content. I urge you to go and follow him and see how he is creating this content. What types of things is he talking about and how often is he posting? Emulate that for your own company. Obviously, you'll want to change and tweak that message so that it is catering to whatever the products or services are that you offer. You have a very, very successful founder here who just started on TikTok, I believe he said about a year ago or so, And he already has well over a million followers there. So if you want those same types of results, follow Jimmy and do what he does. You can find Jimmy on Instagram at Achieve Integrated Health. And don't forget, if you want to understand what the wealthy do, head over to Invest in Square Feet and sign up for our newsletter. We include additional tips and tricks that you can only get on that newsletter. And we also share various passive investment opportunities in that same newsletter as well. We drop every Wednesday and we are available on whatever podcast platform it is that you use. 